You are blessed to have such a good-looking, intelligent, anointed pastor in George. Come on. I'm telling you now. He is, wherever I go in South Africa, they say, where are you preaching? I says, Father sounds, oh, Pastor George. Everybody knows Pastor George. He's a prophet. He's a poet. He's a horticulturalist. Is that the right? Yeah. He loves his plants. And you know, more, you know, I travel the world, have the privilege of, of preaching in incredible churches. But you have in your pastor somebody who loves the church of Jesus, who loves his family. Come on, give it up for your pastor right here. Thank you, George. And I've told him I'm coming back every year, whether I'm invited or not. I just turn up in PE, I'll say, I'm coming on Sunday. And I know what George will say. Yeah, go ahead. I'm off for holiday. You can take the whole Sunday. Uh, I was going to sing this morning, but, you know, unfortunately, I know what happens here when I sing. The women get too excited. They want to rush this. I know, I know. Uh, but uh, but uh, what I'm going to do, right, I've had so many requests to sing. I sang a song last year, uh, a Beatles song, actually. And, uh, and people are saying, oh, please, please sing it again. Listen, come back tonight. I may even do two songs tonight, okay? So let's see how we go. There's nothing on the TV, so we can stay here for a couple hours. It's fine. I'm praying for a downpour of rain so you cannot go to the beach. Come on, somebody. If you love Jesus, give God praise in this house right here, right now. I'm also so excited, my brand new book called Graced, and you should buy it just because of the photograph on the front there. <laughs> Whenever you get depressed, just put this up on the fridge and you'll be even more depressed. Uh, this book, you know, I'm, I'm so, it's only a small little book, but it's packed with stuff. It's only 250 rand. I've only got 50 left. I sold out in Johannesburg, and I'm going to be signing uh, the book after for those who want to buy after. Come and say hi. Uh, anybody like this book? Would anybody want this book? Come on, anybody here? Yeah, 250 rand outside. You can come and see me. And, and, uh, and I want to tell all the money from this book is going to uh, help feed starving children, okay? So they are my children. So you can <laughs> go and buy that there. Fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, we all know the scripture. What's this? <laughs> Thank you, George. <laughs> oh, see this? I was going to give it to you, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Three burgers for me today. You, we all know the scripture, the grace, for his grace is sufficient for us. And I find that many people don't know how to apply that scripture in a practical way. How does the grace of God, in which way, how do we apply the grace of God through seasons of sadness? How do we apply the grace of God through seasons of change? How do we apply the sufficiency of grace when we can't even pray? Well, uh, you know, I've been there. We've all been there. That's why I wrote the book. So I'd love to see you after, and that book will really bless you. Well, uh, the title of my message to this morning is Seven Steps to a Successful Circumcision. Because 
because Pastor George says, I want to find out who's committed to the church or not. I thought, George, that's a bit over the top. Do you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so what I'm going to do, I, I was praying about this morning. I love coming here. And I, I was praying about the message for this morning. And last year, I, I had the privilege of, of doing a men's breakfast. There was a few men together. And I preached a message in that breakfast and I just can't get away from it for this morning's service. Uh, the title of the message is simply this, what do you do when the rooster crows for you? You know, we are very good at judging other people when they fail. But what do you do when you fail and then you start judging yourself by the same standard you judged others? What do you do when the rooster crows for you? Let me just lay this foundation just to diagnose where you are this morning. You know, very often, I don't know about you, but some of the most profound revelations that God uh, ministers to me is in the normal day-to-day things of life. He speaks to me when I read the Bible and the worship is fine, but when you're just walking around the supermarket and you're not particularly spiritual, and you're reading the instructions and the calorie content on the packet of frozen peas, and all of a sudden, bam! Anybody experience that? Amen? And so I'm in the cinema watching a movie, uh, uh, a Star Trek movie. And uh, we got some some weird people. Uh, That's why I love coming here, because you're all nuts. I love it but at least you're attached to the right boat. Come on, somebody say amen. So anyway, where did that come? So anyway, so I mean, watching the Star Trek, and I'm not particularly spiritual, I'm watching the movie, and the, the gist of the movie is this, there's this massive energy cloud racing across the galaxies. It's angry, it's frustrated, it's, it's eating up planets and galaxies and just, and, and it's getting bigger and bigger and angrier. So they sent for Captain Kirk and the Enterprise team to find out how to stop this cloud. Long story short, I'm watching this. So they fly into the center of the cloud and in the center of the cloud they find that there's a big crater and in the middle of the crater there's a, a machine and it seems like it's the machine that's causing all this aggro. So Captain Kirk walks up to the machine and they discover that it's a NASA probe that had been sent into the universe thousands of years before, but it had malfunctioned. It was racing across the universe trying to find its creator. It was racing across the universe trying to find its identity. Who am I? Where did I come from? And I'm watching this movie, and do you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Ray, there are so many of my people who are mirrored in this movie. They've, somehow they have malfunctioned, and they, they've lost their sense of purpose. They've, they've lost their sense of uh, belonging. Uh, they've, uh, uh, and, and, and perhaps this morning, I've described your situation. You like that that cloud. You 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 you're you've lost. You you were on course. You 
your life had a purpose, your heart had a dream, your spirit had a home, but something has caused you to malfunction. I don't know what that is. I'm also speaking from personal experience because the Christian life is not, uh, you know, tiptoe through the tulips, everything is nice and wonderful. You know what I'm saying? No, stuff happens. Come on, somebody say amen. We're human. Christianity would be easy if it wasn't for our humanity. And some of you have malfunctioned and, I, and, and I, I've malfunctioned many times. I could relate to this. I don't know, it could be a betrayal. It could be a heartbreak. It could be a tragedy that's just coming uninvited into your life. It could be, it could be a bad decision. It could be something that you've done as a Christian and you've surrendered against everything you believe. Now, I'm the only perfect one next to Jesus in this room, okay? <laughs> so this doesn't apply to me, it's just applied to you peasants out there, okay? Now, how many of us in this room have sometimes made a vow to God? Or, or, or we know that we are a Christian, we know the standard, and we make a bad decision, and even we commit a sin we never thought that we'd commit. And because we don't know how to get back into fellowship with God because of what's happened, we've malfunctioned and we are anxious and we are angry and we are not the best friend anymore. We are not the best husband we can be or the wife that we can be and, or the church member we can be and we don't know how to fix it. And some of you are there and I think the reason why I lay this foundation because, you know, one of the greatest Botch-ups in the New Testament is embodied in the person of Peter the Apostle. Foot-in-mouth ministries. He was always putting his foot in his mouth. I love Peter because of that. I love Peter because you can see what God can do with an imperfect person. And we all know Peter's botch-up. We all know Peter's denial. We all know the story when the rooster crowed for Peter, signaling his incredible denial and failure and betrayal of the worst kind. And I don't know, perhaps like Peter, you have surrendered against your conviction, watch this, and shame has caused you to malfunction. And you don't know what to do. You don't know, well, listen, God has sent this little hobbit from the Shire to tell you how to get back on course. Come on, how many of you are ready to get back on course in this house this morning? If you are, come on, man, let's give God praise in anticipation of what he's about to do. Oh, let's read about it in Matthew, Matthew 26. And let me lay the scene here. Jesus is in the upper room with the disciples and they, they've just had the, the, the broken bread together. The disciples are excited. This is the night that Jesus is going to sort everything out. He's going to overthrow the Roman government. They were even arguing on who is going to be, what position they were going to be in the kingdom. Now, th this is the mindset of these 
amazing men that God chose, right? Watch. So then they sang a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives and they're still arguing, they're still excited, watch. And if ever there was a bubble burst, it was right here. And then Jesus uh, told them, guys, just stop a moment here. All of you tonight will desert me. Now, can you imagine? You can practically hear the bubble burst. What? All of you, with all your good intentions, with all, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. With all of that, tonight, all of you are going to desert me. I love the second part of the verse. But he said, but after I've been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you and I will meet you there. In other words, in spite of your upcoming hypocrisy, in spite of your upcoming disloyalty, I'm still going to lead you, I'm still going to love you, and I'm still going to use you. Come on, that's the type of Jesus we serve for. Now this is where Peter, this is where Peter should have shut his mouth, but he can't help it, can he? He was offended, he was insulted that Jesus would say such a thing. Jesus called me the rock, the revelation receiver. Peter, just shut it now. When Jesus says something, just shut up. No, not Peter, watch this. So Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, these losers here, even if everyone else deserts you, spirit of Shakespeare, come on him. I <laughs> will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me, not once, not twice, but three times that you ever even knew me. Peter, now's the time to shut up. Not Peter. He's getting more offended. Watch this. Now the spirit of Shakespeare comes on him. He looks at Jesus in the eye and he says, even if I have to die, I will never deny you. And the other disciple said, and so say all of us. <laughs> well, that's my version of it. We all know what happened. We all know what happened. And the rooster crowed and and the little girl recognized him and we all know what happened but here's the question what do you do with the rooster crows for you? Revealing a traitor lurking in your heart you never realized was there. Luke 22 we pick it up the little girl recognized Peter you, you, you were with the man I saw you with Jesus Peter's answer Man, I didn't know what you're talking about, little girl. And immediately, while he was still speaking, that's an interesting phrase. You want to look at all the incidents in the New Testament where God interrupted Peter while he was still speaking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. 
And suddenly the words flashed through Peter's mind, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even knew me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly, weeping bitterly. How could I have surrendered against everything that I believe? And this is in public. Everybody knows what I did. These weren't tears that said, oh, well, I made a mistake. God will cover it. Now, these weren't tears that said, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'll do better next time. No, these were tears that says, there is no next time for me. That's where Peter was. Peter surrendered against his conviction. The rooster exposed his hypocrisy. Shame caused him to malfunction and he found a place to weep. He discovered that his love for Jesus wasn't what he thought it was. And that is where some of you are right now. And some of you have made a declaration of loyalty only to discover a traitor lurking in your heart. The rooster has crowed for you and you don't know what to do. Well, God has sent me here this morning to tell you how to get back on course. Are you ready to receive this right here? Come on, somebody say amen. Here it is. Here it is. Here is how you get back on course. You can write these things down. You can put them on your MP3, 4060, dash, whatever you're using, iPad, Willy Wonga. I don't, I don't know what you're using. But here it is, okay? Remember this. This, this is how. You want to study this? You want to go home and meditate these things? Here it is. Are you ready for this? Nothing. Because Jesus has paid the price for every one of our sins, every one of our mistakes, every one of our failure. I need some people to say amen in this house right here. All you have to do is believe. Because I'm back in the movie and he wipes off the dust from the from, from the probe and it said these words if malfunctioned press in this code so he pressed in the code do, 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 do. <sighs> that's who I am wow no need to be anxious anymore no need to worry about nothing anymore that is who I am listen I am here I've been sent by Jesus as a gift to the church to ask you, those of you that have malfunctioned, if you are ready to receive the code that will set you free. Can I hear a big amen in this house? And here's the code. Time has gone. Come back tonight. And I, no, I finished, I finished, watch. Here's the code. 4316. The fourth gospel. The third chapter. And the 16th verse says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Come on, somebody. That he gave. He gave. Unconditionally, he gave his only begotten son. Watch. That whosoever repents, 
that whosoever works, that whosoever, come on, believe, say it again, that whosoever believes, that whosoever believes. You know, some of you, I hear you've malfunctioned, you're relating to me. You're relating to what I'm saying to you. And some of you are saying, Ray, I'm ready to believe, but believe what? Ray, what do I believe? What is it I need to believe? Because I want to believe this morning to be set free from this thing. Well, here it is. Because of the cross, you were forgiven before you failed. I'm going to say that again. Because it defies reason and it goes against every religious fiber in our being. Because of the cross, you were forgiven before you failed. You see, Peter only remembered half the, half the, the verse. You're going to deny me. That's all he heard. But he should have remembered the second part. I am going ahead of you, Peter. I am going ahead of your denial, ahead of your failure. Jesus is ahead of your mistakes. He's ahead of your failure and he's ahead of your sin. And he's waiting. He was waiting here this morning. Listen, do you know what this is this morning? It's breakfast on the beach. That's what this is. This isn't a religious service. Jesus was waiting here for fish to feed you hypocrites. <laughs> you see, I love it in this place. If I said, George, if I said that somewhere else, half the church would walk out. But we all know we're hypocrites. Come on. Someone says, I'm not going to that church. It's full of hypocrites. Well, one more will do it. Come on, join the club. <laughs> Jesus is here feeding you, ready to restore you, ready to deal with this malfunction of shame. Oh, what do you do? You see, what do you do? Some of you have failed doing the will of God. That's even worse. Man, I failed doing the will of God. Well, remember when Peter stepped out of the boat? Uh, Jesus has come. So Jesus, so Peter was doing the will of God. He was responding to a word from God. Well, we all know what happened. He sunk, okay? Yeah, we all know we, 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 well, Peter's failure again. Yeah, have you tried walking on water? <laughs> I tried it in a bath. He walked on the water on a storm, folks. He had the guts to get out of the boat. See, the reason why people don't have the guts to get out and do something is because they're going to fail. Come on, man. With God, everything is possible, even when you mess up. And here's Peter, watch. Ray, what do you do when your faith fails? Well, if your faith is in your faith, you'll always live discontented. And I can imagine the guys in the boat. No help from them. They were just watching, waiting for him to sink. Come on, big mouth Peter, here we go. And we got loads of those people in our lives, haven't we? Hey. So Peter was sinking, doing the will of God. What happens when you fail doing the will of God? Does Jesus say, Peter, you plonker, you're rubbish. You know, you can't even, you can't even believe me for this. I'm going to use somebody else. No. The Bible says, when Peter began to sing, immediately Jesus reached out. Listen to me. When your faith fails, grace 
always reaches out to lift you up. Come on, somebody, and take you back. And like Peter, some of you, and I'm going to wind this up here. Have you, are you receiving this? Because God's going to, God's going to apply the. Have I, oh, am I okay for time, George? Yeah, there's nothing on TV. Listen. But you know the biggest problem with Peter? When he was in his shame, he misinterpreted the look. And Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And you know what? Peter interpreted that look. You loser, Peter. Again, you've done it. You've done it again. This time in front of everybody. I've invested three years into you. And look what you've done. You're useless. You shame on you. That's how Peter interpreted the look. You know, I did a little study. When they crucified someone, they took them into the praetorium first to scourge them. They did this with Jesus. And when they came out of that room, I mean, the Bible says Jesus was practically irrecognizable. And what they would do, the scourger would stand in front of the victim. And the reason why, because some of the criminals were dying at the scourging post when they should die by crucifixion. So the scourger would stand in front of the victim and when they saw life leaving the eyes, they'd back off and let crucifixion do its job. They did something weird, strange, when they were beating Jesus up. They blindfolded him in Luke 22. And I thought, why? Do you know what I tend to think? As that scourger stood in front of Jesus with all the hate in his eyes, he couldn't stand the gaze of compassion that looked back at him. Cover the eyes. Cover the eyes. And I bet Peter wished he'd had a blindfold then. And Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And Peter thought, shame. No, listen. When Jesus turned and looked at Peter, this is what the look said. Peter, I've got this. I've got this. I'm way ahead of your sin, way ahead of your mistake. I've got this. I love you. I've got a future for you. Just hang in there a few days. Come on, somebody. You better say amen. I've got this. Some of you have misinterpreted the look. Some of you are here this morning and you've been living in shame because you surrendered against your conviction and you see that condemning look in the disgusted, judgmental faces of those who called you friend. Nothing can be further from the truth. Jesus has already gone ahead of you to plan your restoration and it starts this morning restoration is not about the sacrifice that we make it's about the sacrifice that we trust and I would rather trust his sacrifice than any of mine come on somebody say amen watch and I'm going to say this to you the rooster's crow is not a sign that he's finished with you it's a sign that you are about to experience grace on another level. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. Listen, watch this. Here I am. I've been in the ministry for 375 years. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. I shouldn't be here, folks. No preacher has the authority to be here. I am what I am by the grace of God and the grace of God alone. I've made some horrendous decisions, bad decisions through the 40 years I've been in the ministry. I've sinned consciously and unconsciously. I've hurt people as a minister and as a Christian. And I've been hurt by people. I've lied. I've manipulated, motivated by self-preservation. This is a great CV to be invited back, isn't it, really? <laughs> I have failed relationally and ethically. But one thing has remained constant. His unconditional forgiveness for me. You cannot sin your way out of it. You cannot repent your way back into it. You cannot repay it with service and obedience. God will never turn it off or pause it when you sin or you fail. Because of the cross, you were forgiven before you failed. And the key to restoration is to simply believe it. Now, come on, give Jesus a clap in the house, somebody. Yes! All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And this morning right now, Father, you're watching over your word to perform it. Lord, there are people here that have malfunctioned. Lord, I declare your forgiveness. There are people here who are ready to receive the code. They are ready to believe that you love them unconditionally, unreservedly, and eternally. And Lord, they're they're going to receive the code the shame is going to go the anxiety is going to go the fear of judgment is going to dissolve simply because they're going to believe all across this room if you are here I'm going to pray two prayers okay if you are here and you've never received Jesus really you didn't think it was that simple Religion has told you, you've got to sort yourself out first. Now, a grace says, come as you are. Religion says, this is what you must do for me. Grace says, 
What do you want me to do for you? And if you want to hear, say, Ray, you know, my family are Christian. My friends are Christian. I'm here this morning. I've been invited. I know all the stuff, but this is the first time that I know this is my time now to simply believe that my sins have been forgiven and I want to receive forgiveness for all my sin right now. I'm simply going to believe it. If that is you, if you want to pray a prayer like this, Jesus, I receive forgiveness for all my sin. Punch in the code. I believe it. I believe. I believe you love me. I believe you died for me. I believe I'm forgiven. I believe I'm accepted. I believe it. And I receive it. If, if that is you, I'm going to count to three and I want you to put your hand right up in the air. Hi. I'll see it. Because I want to pray for you. Don't leave the building malfunctioned. Come on, this is the day. Jesus is here. This is his breakfast for you. His breakfast of restoration. So I'm going to count to three. If that's you, if you want to pray the prayer, raise your hand. Okay, one, two, three. Raise it up high. Raise it up high. High, high. Let me see hands. Hands going up all over. Front, I see on my right, in the middle here. Hands here, here. All over here, over here. Okay, you may put your hands down, everybody. Stay with me. George, have I got a couple of minutes here? Okay. Could everybody stand, please, right here? This is so important. No one leaving the building. No one going out. Now listen. I can relate to you. I've been there many times. And with the comfort I have received, I want to give to you. All those who raise their hand, would you grab a friend, grab your personal belongings, and come and stand with me here for two minutes because I want to pray for Leave your seat. Those who raised your hands, please don't be shy now because this is the morning. Come on, I'm going to, no one's going to, the only person that's going to be embarrassed here is the devil. Come on, come out here. Come with me. Come on, let's give him a big clap, everybody, because this is so, so good. All my life you have been faithful. Keep coming. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, sing it again. Come on, guys. Yes. Those of you in the front, sing it. Close your eyes. Get in with God. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness. Those of you standing in the front right now, just look at me. God bless you for your courage. Uh, and, and I'm not here by accident. I'm here because God sent me here as a gift for you with this message for you that as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed your sin from you. And in a moment, um, uh, Pastor George is going to explain what's going to happen, but right now, 
I want to pray for you one more time. I'd like you to bow your head, please, right here. Father, in the powerful name of Jesus, these people here are prepared to receive the code, your unconditional love and forgiveness. Father, I release them from the chains of shame. Lord, I bless them with joy and peace and forgiveness in the name of the Lord Jesus. And everybody said amen. Just before I go, just say where you are. And for those of you that are believers and, and you can relate to this, listen, go with God's Go home. Find a quiet place somewhere. Sit down and just say thank you. Just say, Jesus, thank you. And you'll sense the peace of God. Listen, tonight, this is what the Lord told me. He said, the whole of today is going to be marinated with his forgiveness. Tonight, this morning we talked about the Lord wanted you to forgive yourself. Tonight, if you're struggling with unforgiveness or you know somebody, God has given me a revelation from the Word of God and I'm going to preach it tonight. And, 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 and invite a friend and be here. Thank you, Pastor George. Pastor Ray, in half an hour can bring something so incredibly well prepared and nourishing to the soul. If you're in North End and would like a copy of his book, they're at entrance three. And I'd like to encourage you to take advantage. I'm going to have him sign mine. So, But I'd like to pray a prayer over us. I feel like that idea of... Um, stepping out again is something God wants for us as a church. I was struck, Pastor Ray, by Peter's attempt to walk on water and failing. And then when he sees Jesus at the beach, he doesn't care whether he's walking or swimming, but he'll get there anyway. And he's back in the water. I think you have to get back in. And I think that really struck a chord with me too. So can we pray for our churches everywhere? And then we'll have a great day of connecting over a cup of coffee, the second most spiritual thing you will do today. And if you're up front here and you'd like someone to pray with you personally, stay and the pastors will come and pray for you. And if you need a Bible, come talk to us and we'll offer you one too. But you've started a step toward a journey and we'd love to help you along that road any way we can. So Father, thank you for your word and thank you for the worship and thank you for the power of your spirit at work among us. Would you please cause for us to mark this day as a moment in our journey that we would be willing to get back at it again, take a step of faith, climb back in the water and stay in tight, intimate fellowship with you. Will you teach us that the true adventure of faith is to rise up again, for you are risen. Thank you that you've got this. Teach us to reinterpret the look with the grace with which it was given. In Jesus' name, everybody said, a last final shout of praise for the day. I mean, you're done for the week. <laughs>